You guys ready? <coughs> yep. Um, let's do it. Podcasting from the Sportique Studios, where America has spoken. And now we wish America would just shut the fuck up. This is the South Stands Denver Fancast. I'm Colin Daniels with producer Scott Stafford. And you. USA, 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 yeah, USA. Make America great. Yeah. Make America great. Great job. It's great now. Great job, USA. Awesome Often stuff. imitated, never replicated. Absolutely. There's nothing. Reedy, there's, n- there's nothing like the US of A. That's that's often often replicated, never never duplicated. So where are the moving vans for all the people that were going to take <laughs> off for Canada as soon as Trump was elected president? What's uh, well, how's that whole go- thing going? Yeah, that's not. No one's going anywhere, and no one no one's ever going to go anywhere. So. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy times. Um, welcome to the show, everybody. By the way, uh, South Stands Denver Fancast. This is the first show that we are we are broadcasting from Trump's America. Well, let's talk about why. Because last week we were all too kicked in the dick to do this. I mean, we woke up Wednesday morning, the ninth. That's when we were supposed to record. And uh, I mean, everyone was up until two o'clock in the morning. It was a long oh, night. Oh, I was very long night. No, fuck that. Oh, you you were yeah, able to put it away, oh, put yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah. I got oh, I, I got up it. I got up early, checked the little news thing, and I was like, like "Oh my god!" And then my wife's like, "He's not president, is he?" And I said, "Yes, he is." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, I had a similar experience, like letting my wife know because I she did the same thing you did. Like 10:30, she said, "I'm out." Yeah. I, this is not looking good. I don't want to imagine what could happen. And so I'm just going to go to bed and hope when I wake up, it didn't happen. And I watched it happen. I couldn't believe it. I, I, I was absolutely I, stunned. It's like going to bed when, a, when there's a baseball. It's like a Rockies games, you know, tied in the 10th. And it's just it's going to the 11th. You're like, you know what? I'm going to bed. I'll, I'll find out in the morning. So I don't need to I don't need to sit up for this. Yeah. You know, at no point in time did I ever think it was possible that he can win. And uh, I didn't believe that maybe it was possible until North Carolina fell. And at that point in time, it was, oh, man. Pennsylvania was the one for me. <laughs> he could win. Pennsylvania was the, that was the that was the one where I went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just th- repeat this phrase f- to yourself. President-elect Donald President-elect Trump. Donald J. Um, Trump. Sorry, I'm coughing all over the place. Usually it's Colin that's coughing, but I'm coughing. And you are a soldier, by the way. I mean, I'm, I've heard – you told me you were sick. I didn't realize oh yeah, this I'm, sick. I'm sick. I mean, I feel fine. I'm just hacking still, and uh, it just – you know, it's really bad. It's the so, final phases. Yeah, it's true. It's, 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 finally, it's finally coming out of me. I, I went and played hockey on Sunday because I always thought, oh, a little exercise will get this sweat out. The Broncos out. played early, so they, you got to see the game. Absolutely. But it was like I was playing with like a wet rag over my mouth. I was breathing through. I was like <sighs> – it was terrible. So – but hey, we're we're happy to be back podcasting with all of you folks. I know you I know you missed it. And, sports, uh, sports, God, please. Sports. We, we've got sports to talk about, and we can we can talk about Trump's America too, and what that means for sports. I thank God that everybody on the Patriots is behind Trump. I mean, they they got on Not the right side. Not to mention John Elway, John Elway, Mike all those Shanahan, guys. Mike Shanahan. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if uh, 
if uh, if Coach Mike Kubiak or Gary Kubiak were also involved. They love the Trump. They love the guys. Trump. I, you know, and I heard from someone that even, and I said, like, how do all the black guys on the team feel about that? And they said, oh, a lot of them, a lot of them are down with Trump. They've got a lot of money. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. Because uh, their taxes are lower, that's going to prolong their uh, well. Listen, their now it's true, and I know that it's, it's probably a tax decision. But when they're driving their fancy car, and President Trump has ordered all black men to be pulled out of fancy cars, they're not going to think that's too good of a decision that they made. So I think they they might they might regret that. Now but. you now okay. I, I, I want to just get right into this, John. You said on Twitter. The day after the election, anybody who thinks this wasn't about race, something about having a bridge to sell them in in Oklahoma, sounds or sounds about right. But yeah, and 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 I, I want to talk about that. I struggle with the notion that the outcome of this election was about race. I'm aware of some of the very insensitive things and, and racist things that Donald Trump has said along the campaign trail. And his followers have now done to people since he's won. Apparently so. Swastikas. That's happening. Hail Trump was was uh, written on the, uh, the the Indian place down on Little Six. India. Yeah, it was yeah. written down there. So, yes, and your point. My point, my point is I think that while there may be a fragment of people those people were there before donald trump donald trump didn't invent them i i agree they are empowered and i agree with that but what what got donald trump elected was the fact that the media is disconnected from middle america and middle america does not hate i don't i refuse to believe that i think middle america wanted change and i think middle america feel, felt uh, misrepresented by the Obama administration and the middle America reached out for economic and other reasons besides racial hatred to vote for Donald Trump. I, I agree with you. And, and I think that is, that is, that is, that is probably accurate, but there is a big racist um, uh, component to it. And I think there is an underlying racist component to it. So the, the, the person in talk to me about the underlying, the, the person in, in bumfuck who, probably doesn't have much contact with black people, doesn't really care either way. They still actively voted for somebody who who has come out and said that, you know, hey, this is this is what I'm going to do and 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 has now, has now put but all these people nothing in. about nothing about what he said had anything to do with doing anything to black people. No, but, but other than making Ben Carson a member <laughs> of his cabinet. <laughs> well, yeah, that was that yeah, trotting Ben Carson out. That was a good move. Um still going casting a vote for him is essentially saying, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I want change, but you know, all this other stuff too. Eh, I guess I'm okay with it. it. You're you're still saying you're okay with it by casting a vote for him. I do think there's an element of white people being tired of apologizing for being white. People. I agree. I totally agree. And and I and I think that was a huge part of it. Um, now we were talking before and how you can you can bring up stuff like that but you have to go about it the right way because if you don't people will call you a racist. The person in bumfuck who voted for Trump, they are never it's never going to occur to them to try to maybe go talk about it the right way to not be perceived as racist. They're just going to go full steam ahead. So, um whether they're racist or not, I don't know. I I would say that that qualifies them as being racist. I think more than anything it's cyclical and it was just time. That's what it was, and uh, Trump and did his wrong, best to lose it. The wrong but, um, guy was in the right place at absolutely. the right time, and and you know, and people were like, and then you know, because somebody was like, oh, you know, I just, I just think, you know, I just want to change, and I want him to shake things up, and I was like, well, you're gonna get that for sure, 
And uh, but but I just think that like if that's what you wanted, then you should have voted for a third party because I like I said, you endorsing that and helping that get into office, you're now opening the door for a lot of unsavory people to get their foot into the uh, into the uh, into the door of politics. So, so you mentioned John Elway earlier. So someone like Trump. Now Trump is our first president with no military or government experience. Ever hell yeah, ever, right? He dodged the draft. So John Elway. For governor, you know um, he's going to be governor, right? Well, I mean, why but, not? But, but it opens the that's door a, for that, stuff like this. Uh, that's more fun to be a, a, a football executive. Trust me, it's got to be more fun. Oh, he, to be he'll a be guy. governor. You don't think he'll be governor? Uh, why someday? would you? Be, why would you be governor when you're when you're basically the lord and you're the lord and master over over the Denver Broncos, which is pretty much controls the, the state anyway. He is well, bigger than the mayor. Yeah, yeah. He's, by a large, he's, large. He's bigger margin. than the governor. Or, as long as that lasts, we don't know the future. Pat Bolin may pass and is uh, he will pass at some point in time but in the near future. And who knows what's going to happen after that? Well, I, hey, you know, and uh, obviously you want the Broncos to have sustained success and have him stay at the helm and making sure the team is good. I think that's this is why we, we were talking about how Trump, he probably didn't he didn't expect to win. And now he's like, shit, now I got to do some work. He doesn't want to do any work. I would have liked to have seen the scenes inside of his hotel room oh yeah and hillary's hotel room that night i wish snl had done oh, that yeah. because you know trump was going are you fucking he was like kidding me? oh my god the, what, the, do, what do i gotta do now the, the report was he was completely silent throughout the whole thing he wasn't seeing anything he stunned i i, stunned. I said this before silence, yep. he was in this to to um to get some some well-paid speaking engagements which you get after you run for president or your president he wanted to sell some more books he just wanted to ride this out, and he could still go. We need to build a wall and keep Make saying America all this ridiculous great shit, again. and not have to deliver. Now he's got to deliver, and and he's spiraling out of control, which I think is and, awesome. And Deadspin had a photo gallery that ran on Wednesday of last week of his initial visit to the White House meeting with with President Obama, and uh, he looked shell shocked. Yeah, he did. He, he absolutely looked shell shocked for a, for a guy who's supposed to be like, I'm very in control. I know what I'm doing. He looked kind of like. Oh, man, because he's what? This doesn't 70? look fun. It's not fun. Is, is he the oldest president ever elected? Yes, he is. He is. Yeah. Wow. He's, they were talking about oh, Hillary's poor health. It's like, this dude's probably in poor health. He's old. So now he's got to go in there. He doesn't want to do any of this shit. So well, that's you, why he's handed off to a bunch of jack offs. You see how they the, that job ages people. It, what is it going to oh, do to oh him? My God. Obama looked like a, a spry young man when he went in there. Now he looks like Grandpa he did. Obama. He, he looked like a kid. Oh, yeah. So, wow. Um, it's pretty crazy. Um, r- real quick, we can talk about this a little bit. I wanted I wanted to bring up something that, uh, that's that been happening the last couple days. And uh, this is, this is um, you could call this probably political because there's, there's, there's some political... Um, uh, intrigue along with this maybe not maybe no one cares about this but um, the first thing I did was I decided that there was a bunch of um, local media guys and um, I followed them I follow them on Twitter I've known them I, I don't know them personally I just know them you know I kind of I've had a relationship I'm sure with them. some of them have been here maybe to they, do the podcast maybe even some us. of them have been on the podcast I have I would what I'd like to call maybe a somewhat relationship with them and then I just started kind of checking and I was like, huh, they don't follow me on Twitter. And I was like, so 
why am I following them? Because this information, I mean, I follow all the beat writers and I'm getting the information from them. So I was like, so why do I need to follow these guys? So I started a big unfollowing thing where I look through and said, it's a cleansing. It's good. It's, it's a cleansing. It was good. And, I, and the good stuff will always come up in retweets. It will. And then somebody I unfollowed, I got it. Somebody retweeted something they put about the Bronco game, which we can bring up what the, what the block kicked a little bit later. And it was a video of it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But they retweeted because it, it was good stuff. So I was like, I don't need to follow them. I don't need to add to their follower account if they don't really care about me. And I, and I was thinking, this seems kind of petty. And I understand it was petty, but it felt real good. And I said, you know, they don't need to follow me. That's not my thing. I was like, I demand to be followed. I don't, I don't want that at all. But I just thought, you know, you kind of, you've maybe kind of known someone who interacted with them over the years. You think, what's it going to hurt them? What's it going to hurt them to follow me? It's common respect, I would think. It's common respect. And I just kind of thought, well, if they're not going to follow me, I don't really have any reason to follow them. So right, and, and when you're not followed by somebody who you know is familiar with you, the implication is that you're going to fill their timeline with unsavory things that are a waste of their time. That that that's the only reason not to follow. But but and is we, we had, nobody wants to have that implied about themselves. Well, no, and and but as we well, had discussed, in my case, it's true. We discussed before, Colin. Some of these people follow you, so they're if they're okay with your unsavory, my unsavory is far less unsavory. It's a fraction of it's a bad. fraction of the unsavory. You Yours is more out, well thought out. Have you figured out how many of the Trump supporters unfollowed you? Uh, that could be a thing. Yeah, right? I, you know, I, that doesn't that really. Nah, yeah, it doesn't really. That doesn't really matter. They, to most me. of them are Jewish. They're yeah, not, yeah. My my Trump follower supporters. account didn't didn't like drop drastically after that. But so, <coughs> excuse me. So that was the first thing, and and then people were like. Oh, who is it? Who is it? And I was like, I'm never going to tell. I'm never going to tell. And because I didn't, there was no reason to grandstand. There was no reason to say this person didn't follow me, blah, blah, blah. Cause then, then all of a sudden you draw, you draw them in and then you have to have a conversation about it. Didn't want that at all. I don't yeah, want to it. mention a name is to create conflict. To, to mention a name is basically, I want this to get to them and I want to have a, I want to have an interaction with them about that. I don't want that. Then it got me to thinking about some of the other people out there. There's certain people who've been on this show several times, people that Colin and I have promoted and, and tried to help out and, and give some press really to. Really boost it up. Boost it up. And, um, and then I realized a little while ago, and I've been, I've been bending Colin's ear about this you know, privately for a long time, this, these people will not um, promote anything we do, anything I do, like as a, as a you know, writer for BSN Denver nothing we do as the show they will not they will not promote this they will not retweet it into their feed and let people know about and, it and i want to interject a comment here don't lose your thought denver has two sports columnists right now hawkman's gone woody page is in colorado springs denver has mark kisla and john reedy everybody <laughs> Yeah, I better I better write some. I haven't written something in three weeks. I better I better get on that. It's not not much of a column. You have a huge response. You have a huge load on your shoulders. It's a giant <laughs> responsibility, and you're extremely fucking good at what you do. You know what? That I think you just gave me an idea for the for the next column. Anyway, I I, I will pick that up later. So I realized I said all these people, are, and Twitter is is where you where you promote things. Facebook too to to a to a lesser extent for me. Uh, Twitter is where you know you promote things. You have people promote them for you. You have people uh, learn about what you're doing, or you hit people to it. So if um, if someone says, and someone in my feed says, "Hey, I wrote this thing," and I read it, and I go, "That's really cool," 
I retweet it, and Colin, you don't follow them. You might see it and go, oh, that's cool. I'll, I'll read that too. Now you're just given two people have read it, and maybe more people have read it. So, And I'll probably follow it's, that person. And you might follow that person. So it's a way to promote things that people do. Now, like I said, some of these people. The whole, I mean, viral. The term is viral. Yeah, absolutely. Some of these people who've been on this show, we've promoted them. We, every time they've done something, we've said, hey, check this guy out. You know, do this, do that. Um, I realized they had not promoted anything we've done there would be a like and you know the like is like no do you ever go look what someone's like someone's liked in their feed no one knows how to no one only, knows how to do that only when i post cock shots yeah only when you post cock that's shots. when i that, want to know and no one looks at who nobody retweets those l- when you like something you're either basically giving it a friendly nod or you're saying like hey i like this but i can't let anyone know i liked it so wink wink right so there was always a lot of likes even had this one guy say at one point, go, hey, I, li- I liked what you wrote. But was there a retweet? There was no retweet. There was no retweet. And I thought, you know, if you really like something and, and, if, and, if, and if maybe you possibly even worked for the same website that I was writing for, you'd think it'd be okay and safe to retweet something and just say, hey, you know what, everybody? I like this column. Maybe you should read it too. So, so I finally just said, one of these people, I said, you know what, enough. I'm not, I, I, I don't like this anymore. What sealed the deal is then I started seeing this person using a term that I used in one of my columns. Which, uh, what, which is what? Fan shaming. Mm. I talked about fan shaming in terms of the Rockies. Because I do believe you are the inventor of the term fan shaming. If you do a search, a Google search for fan shaming, my column is the fifth entry. The first four are something about Demi Lovato. People were saying she was fan shaming, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know it in that context. I was using it in the context of the Rockies. So in this context, in this town, yes, I, I came up with this name. I'm sure it's not a, it's not a wildly uh, a new concept, but I coined the term. I started seeing people using the thing, and I saw one of these people use the, 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 the term fan shaming. And I went, you know what? If you can't fucking retweet the column that that showed up in, but you're going ahead and using it like you came up with it, fuck you. And then at that point, I did the old block unblock. I don't follow him. You don't follow me. We're done. Now, nice. Good for you. Now, as I told Colin, and we got to take a break here real quick. I'll wrap this up. I've talked about this way too long. I just had to get this off my chest because as you guys know, you've known me a long time. When something like this happens, I have to voice it out. I have to talk about it because otherwise I sit all day thinking about it and it gets me mad, mad, mad. And I have to like get it off my chest and get it out. The reason why I don't bring up anyone's names, again, is I don't want to engage anyone about it. I don't give a fuck. I'm done. And so that's why I'm not going to say it's this person because then somebody goes, ooh, did you hear what, did you hear what Reedy said about you? And then we've got to have a conversation about it. I don't want to have a conversation about it. I think you have to give some leeway to the fact that this individual or individuals maybe just don't get it as far as the Twitter hierarchy is concerned and how Twitter works and how promotion works. Maybe they just don't. Maybe they just don't understand it. Or are you seeing these people retweeting other people? They're retweeting other people. They're, here's the deal. They're retweeting other people who can do something for them. So if a beat writer writes something or says something, I see them retweeting and go, oh, that was really cool. And they retweet them. They quote retweet them. They say, this is really good. And they retweet them. Some only people who are that little higher higher echelon or maybe way higher echelon of people that can do something for these people, they will only retweet and promote 
people who can do something for them. I apparently can't do anything for these people, which is fine. I I, I can probably not. Little do they know. <laughs> well, I, I can I can I, you know I'm sure there's many people out there I can't they do anything for. They don't call far. you club club level reading. Yeah, for absolutely. But um, I resent that part of it too, and I'm glad you brought that up because they they do retweet people who um are are a little bit more famous can can actually um can actually do something for them. I see this all the time too, where I'll I can say something. And I'll put it out there. And there's somebody who I follow and I know that reads what I said. They will wait till a more famous person says kind of the same thing. And then they'll retweet it. They do this all the fucking time. And I'm just kind of like, you know, I just said that a fucking half hour ago. Maybe you didn't see it. It's possible. But it just seems like there's a whole thing where if you can't do anything for me, I'm not, I can't, I can't put you in my feet. I'm sorry. I, I see the issue here. And you see the issue? Well, what you need to be, you need to be famous. I guess that would be it. But then, so get a job at one of those high-profile places, and you're famous, and then you get all the glory, buddy. Scott, that would solve the problem. I think uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into that. Anyway, it's um, it's a lot. It's it's easier. bugged the shit out of me. I think I can I can put it to rest now. And um, you know what? If I see it more, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep knocking these people out of my life. Hashtag so. whitey problems. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, actually, yeah. There's there's people there's homeless people getting piled into vans and taken to the incinerator, and now I'm complaining about people not retweeting my stuff. Hey, you know what? I guess I guess I guess that means I, I live a blessed life, right? No, you, you live in Trump's America. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, I, I took way too long on that. Let's get in the second quarter, and we'll uh, maybe talk some sports after this. We are so very, very proud to partner with footballguys.com this season. Footballguys.com is absolutely the resource for fantasy football, both season long and daily. Use their interactive value charts for both FanDuel and DraftKings. While they're still two separate things because they won't be for long, they're going to merge. And also, now, right now, it's free to use hoopguys.com, their ranking system for daily fantasy NBA. So we're really excited to partner with footballguys.com, and they have supported the South Stands Denver FanCast for many, many years. So please show them some love. Hit them up on Twitter, but most importantly, drop the $30 sign up. Get daily fantasy football and NBA advice from footballguys.com. How nice was it to have that whole election thing to help us forget that we lost to the Raiders? Is John Elway pleased about his team's big win last week and that the Broncos beat the Saints? 
jerks. Oh, sorry, I'm typing something. It was hilarious. When Trump moves into the White House, will he be the first billionaire in American history to replace a black family in publicly subsidized housing? Will Netflix make a new documentary about the 2016 election called Orange is the New Black? Is it clear that Trevor Simeon voted for Hillary since, like his passes, she came up a bit short? Did it turn out that Donald Trump was hiding a couple more of those baskets of deplorables? Did Dick and Charlie Monfort warm to their new hire when they realized that that black guy Jeff Breitich kept talking about was actually a white guy? Bud Black is his name, actually. When the Monforts promised that the Rockies would have their highest ever payroll, did they mean that you will think they were high as ever when you see who's on it? Why is Von Miller worried about a groupie releasing their vacation sex tape when America's already seen him humping Philip Rivers a hundred times? You have questions. We have answers. South stands. Denver.com. Colorado's finest. Internet sports talk. Since 1979. Brass monkey. That funky monkey, brass monkey, chunky. That funky monkey. Thirty years ago. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I cannot fucking believe that was thirty years ago. When "Fight for Your Right to Party" first came on MTV. Yep. Yep. Man. Um, and would you have thought when you saw that video for "Fight to Your for Your Right to Party"? Would you have thought you were watching a future legendary band? No, no not, not, at at all. All. not at all. No, I just thought well, this is crazy. Well, that uh, one hit wonder. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I saw them. I saw them open up for uh, Run DMC. So back in that time, at the Fox Theater in Boulder. No, no. I, it was. This was in uh, Chicago, where I was at. It was at the uh, what was uh, net, was known at the time as the Rosemont Horizon. It was a big, 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 yeah, massive, yeah, massive that. venue. Uh, but yeah, the Beastie Boys opened up. They had girls in cages, and they were grabbing beers and throwing into the audience. And I think I was. 14, maybe 13, and going, that's how you do it. That's I, it. That's it. I had tickets that's, to that when that album came out, and I didn't go for some reason. I, I went. Why I, I saw went. him at the Fox Theater in Boulder. Oh, no. They played at the what's now the Fillmore. Um, it was the whatever it was before that. What was it called? The um, Help me out here, Colin. <sighs> Mammoth? Mammoth Gardens, yeah. Um, it was at uh, Mammoth Gardens. Um, it was good. I saw some young fellows that I follow on Twitter who are – much much younger than i and um they were talking about this and they were saying how that album was originally called don't be a faggot and that's what the that's what the working title was hmm. the bc boys wow. yeah, yeah. And, I, and license to ill much better license yeah. to ill much better and and uh you know and but the time yeah it would have probably been kind of contra- if people would have been kind of like you know freaked out by it but, but now you wouldn't be allowed to sell it in the store. No, no but it, you'd it, have to have a actually, cover. You could have you could have called it that, and it probably would have been like people been like, eh, you know. And and I think what was lost on these guys is like, yeah, that's that's kind of terrible in its own thing. But it, I don't want to go. Eh, it's just the times, man. Because you can't really excuse that. But in the times, those guys, that's what they thought was was appropriate and, and good. Now they made up for it because as they went along, they they became enlightened and kind of 
they kind of rejected that and kind of were trying to tell people, hey, don't be like that. That's not that's not the way to be. Um, so I think that counts for something that they that they kind of turned over well, they, time. They, they were kids and they were yeah. rapping about what they knew, which was chasing girls and drinking beer and, and, and being around. faggots. Yeah, or no, just calling, hey, don't be a faggot, Colin. You know, I mean, you probably yeah. said that this afternoon. All the time. Yeah, you probably. And I still use the term gay. I still use the term gay. I'll, I will say, like, if, if somebody, I, I don't know, somebody comes in with a pair of shoes that are over the top, and I'll, I, I've, I have a phrase I use all the time, which is, I have two words for that, gay, gay. <laughs> there was a dude. There was I a, use it all the time. There was a guy that in when I was a freshman in college, and and granted, you know, this was before these kids were born. These guys were these guys way before these guys were born. Um, and like this guy, he was just lived on my dorm floor. And if he like if he didn't like something, he'd just make like the jack off motion, go gay <laughs> like that, <laughs> and you just and you just go, oh yeah, okay, that's gay, yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, now, it I, meant one thing when our when our parents were kids, which was like happy, yeah, and, and then it meant like lame. it was permissible, lame. Like, lame, yeah, yes, exactly. And now it means something else. But I, I wanted to just quickly put this out there. Um, one thing I have experienced in my professional life of late, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the last eighteen months. Gay sex? No, transsexuals. Okay, lots of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been I've met and have gotten to know several, and uh, there's this one young lady who was a young man when I met him. Now her. Who, we'll do the math. If you say a young lady, we're not thinking she's pretending to be a man. We we no, know she's it's pretending a, to yes. be. She's a girl now. Yeah, and she has the same girlfriend she's had the entire time oh. I've known him slash her. Wow, and that I find really interesting. They they've been they they're like together together like engaged together and have been, and she is with him through the transition. This will blow your mind. I had two clients who were both technically men. Right, they're both men dressed as women, so they are men who are from gay a, with from, each other. From an insurance perspective, perhaps, <laughs> but they're women. The, well, from yeah, no, they were men. They, at this point in time, they were men. They they had their stuff and whatever. Uh, it's so so there are two men dating each other, who were both transitioning to be women. So they were two so men be with the yes. So you would think logically that only one would have to change. Logically. And that's the same with this couple that I'm talking about. It logically yeah. you would think that that it's that the the girlfriend wouldn't be into it. This is this is very this is very common. Now now to your average Trump oh, voter this whole, is this the, is not this is not cool no, at all. But my, the whole my, my story thing is much, is much is the whole thing is much more common than I ever knew. It's very common because you there and and just just from what I see like it creeps into pop culture. You see stories like you just see like a, a like a there's a show on HBO and I, I watched and it was really good but it was a story. It was just a dude he he um his his wife would go to work or whatever and he would stay home and he'd put on the dress and he'd dance around now they had a kid and he was a man but he wanted to dress like a woman and there's various degrees like someone wants to just dress as a woman but still be a man be married to a woman have children some people want to transition it's you see it a lot more 
and this is coming back to the Trump thing, it's um, it's one of those things that like he's into it. Trump, Trump, no, Trump's, Trump's into, it. into it. No, no, there was a, there was somebody who was a, a trans woman, and somebody knew that, and they like put like you know. Fuck you, he, she, Trump, America, paint, spray painted on their car. Yeah, on the silver yeah, car. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. And I it was that. like, I was like, you know what? Just fucking let these people live their lives. What does it matter to you that that this person wants to do that? It it matters. It matters not. Oh, and they're the nicest people. Of course, they are. They're really, really nice people. Every single one of them. But I do know one woman who has transitioned, who has been and continues to be. A suicidal mess. Well, the entire time. There's Just probably nothing, and there's, it's not gotten better. There's probably a few people. I was I was arguing with my wife about it <clears throat> because she said something. Have you ever watched Better Things? It's on FX. It's with um, Pamela Adlon. Um, Pamela Adlon and Louis C.K. both write it. And uh, oh, I've not seen this. She's she's been in a ton of his stuff. So she's, much stuff to see. She's actually the voice of Bobby Hill on King of the Hill. Oh, um, she's very good. She's very talented. So it's about her. She's a single mom with three daughters, and she's got one who's kind of an ambiguous uh, gender person. And uh, so we were kind of talking about it, and my wife's like, "Well, you know, if somebody's doing it, you got to get them on hormones." I said, "No, no, no." I said, "Let somebody go grow up first. Let them get a little older." They want to fucking do oh, that. Oh, not don't do it to yeah, kids. Yeah, I was like, no, no, no. yeah, your kids just gotta, you gotta let them go. You gotta let them. They want to, they want to explore that as far as they can, but you can't. You and, you gotta let somebody make and, that and decision I, when and they're I an adult. I see that conversation a lot about trans kids, and it really, really worries me. I mean, you've not let all of those, all all those hormones start to balance themselves out yet. Yeah, and I, you and, don't know what you're dealing with. And I know there's kids who like, you know, you, you could look at him and go, man, that could have, that could have genetically gone either way. You know, you're they're, they're teetering on the fence. You have no, it could be either It could have went male or female and it kind of tilted male. I get that. And you can say, okay, this person obviously is probably going to identify this way other than that. But, let them get a little further along first and you know but i was just saying there's probably a lot of people who are they've probably grown up being very confused they've probably been very conflicted they've probably had a lot of people you know telling them they're they're sick they're 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 wrong and um that's why i think a lot of those people are kind of like freaked out by trump because they think like his fucking jackbooted thugs are going to come through the streets and fucking make them make them put their um make them put their like you know their, their jeans back he'll, on he will let the them dress. use whichever bathroom they want as long as they don't get married as long as they're buying his trump steaks too they're vegetarian trans people get the fuck out buy my steaks that's what he wants buy some steaks buy some chinese made clothes that i that i sell is he allowed to sell steaks anymore that's the thing he's got all these huge conflicts of interest that that they're going to have to comb through he's like got interest in this like this gas and pipeline he, he didn't think he was going to be elected no, so he no. didn't he didn't get ahead of it there was nobody re- nor did anyone else Colin. no 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 yeah, <laughs> no, pretty, yeah nobody even was, the people who voted for him are like oh my god oh my god what the fuck <laughs> really happened oh yeah that's wow. why these people are so stoked that's why they're all like in your face trans queer Democrat fuckhead. Well, you know what? Because it gives them a license oh, that they yeah. didn't have before. But, oh, yeah. but it's not a real license. No. It, it's the same license when uh, I lived in Colorado Springs that this guy would r- drive around town with his van with aborted fetuses, giant <laughs> yeah. pictures oh, yeah. on the side of it. Because I've seen it. Because you can get away with that. <laughs> so you have to feel the license to get away with that in Colorado Springs. Like, but Bro. here, here you have a you know rock thrown through your window yeah. in, in a heartbeat. It's it's amazing. Um, but yeah, 
Let's um let's break try time. To, let's try to stay on pace. We were gonna keep it tight, and we and I remember I went to keep it tight on keep, gay night. Keep it tight on gay night. Yep. Um, that was a thing. Jeff Morton, you know, was very he was love that man. Love Jeff Morton, and he was very like kind of like you know like very grave about this. And I just said, Jeff, no matter what, dude, if fucking if. Uh, What's his name? Tim Pence. What's his name? Pence. My, Mike. Mike Pence. Pence. I said if your Mike, vice president. If my, Mike yeah, because Mike Pence wants to electrocute gay teens to keep to make them straight. You know, you imagine imagine him taking taking like let's say you got a kid that like is like gay and he's like Mike Pence is gonna come take him electrocute him to keep him straight. I, and I said to Jeff, I said Jeff, Mike Pence got to go through me first before he gets to you. So I'll fu- I'm fucking there so for Martin you. So Martin must be psyched. He's gonna get ungayed. He's, <laughs> I, it's what he's always wanted. <laughs> It's what he, it's what he's always wanted. Now, now he's gonna get it for free. They're gonna provide that for free. Now, knowing Trump, he's gonna make them pay for it. Oh no, you gotta pay to be degayed. You gotta pay for it. Sorry. I think Trump loves the gays. So. I know he does. But but you know what? He's he's a Mike Pence. Fucking is gonna electrocute gays. He's gonna appoint a Supre, uh, Supreme Just, Court justice who like thinks that gay people it's a crime for them to have sex in their own homes. It's fucking crazy. So what you're saying is they. Republican Congress better get busy with impeachment papers. Oh yeah, get get it going. It's coming. Buddy. It's get coming. It, get it going. All right. Speaking of that, we're gonna get into the second half right about now. I guess. Yeah. Mutiny Information Cafe is one of my favorite places in the shadow of downtown Denver, right there at Broadway and Ellsworth. It's a coffee shop. It's a used bookstore. It's a community center. Comic books, records, pins, patches, T-shirts, all kinds of memorabilia. There's really no way to describe Mutiny Information Cafe other than to say it is uniquely denver it is uniquely South Broadway, and it, 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 it is an ideal place to find a unique gift for the holidays, for that person you love, that person in your heart, Aww. like I feel about you, you guys. That's sweet. Mutiny Information Cafe, tell them the South Stands sent you! I just uh, I was uh, texting with our buddy Snyder and um, he said something about, you know, the whole 
political thing being surreal. And I said, we're talking about it right now on the podcast. And oh, I'm sa- sure he wishes he were here. Well, he said, wow, that he goes, that's, he goes, that is surreal that you go to a sports podcast to talk about that type of thing. You know, that's, yeah. that's how surreal it is. St- hashtag stick to sports, stick to sports. Um, yeah. You mentioned fantasy sports and um, we haven't, we haven't done our fantasy life in a while. Um, I just, it's there's, we got this. I, I like to get to next bed. week. Next ne- week. Next week. We'll try to do it. Um, I just wanted to say I, the last, the last times we recorded, I was, I was really sucking in the uh, South Stands um, Platinum League, and um, I was uh, I ended up at zero and five. I've got, wow! I was zero and five. Yes, and remember, wow. we, we, it's we, a bad start. It's a bad start. Remember, I said I'm not trading. I'm I I have no interest in trading because a lot of times I trade and I start throwing pieces around and it just doesn't really pan out. I've now gone on a five five win streak five win streak run. I'm five and five. I'm now knocking on the door of the playoffs. And uh, as soon as these other motherfuckers can do their goddamn job, I will slide into the playoffs this week. Nice. And, um, okay, I'm trying to think who could possibly be on your team to have such a poor start. And I'm thinking, let me guess, number one, Odell Beckham Jr. Correct. Nice. Yeah. And I'm sure you could figure a few other uh, few other people out. Um, but, yeah, I kept it. The only trade I did is I traded with our buddy Snyder. Um, he had uh, LaShawn McCoy, and I picked up uh, Mike Gillisley just off waivers. And uh, he traded um, he traded me um, for 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 Gillisley and the Rams defense. He traded me uh, Kenneth Dixon and the Arizona defense. And that I, worked out well. It worked out well, especially when they face San Francisco. Well, here, here's no, but I I did it didn't go through to this week, and I kind of fucked up because I didn't realize L.A. plays uh, San Francisco in Week 16, which would be the finals if I was in the finals. So I kind of I kind of effed that up, um, but you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you don't someone know what's going to happen. Get hurt, but, a new quarterback, but, you don't know. But rest of season, um, the Rams have been up and down. I think Arizona's probably a better defense. Um, Gillisley's if if McCoy stays healthy, he's not going to really get much action. He gets a little bit, and I figured Kenneth Dixon might be a good upside. That's the only trade I did. I like Dixon. I like Dixon too. It's the only trade I did. Otherwise, I stuck to my guns and I fucking rattled off five wins, and I'm ready to I'm ready to get on in the playoffs. Have you had his cider? Have I what? Dixon. Have you <laughs> Dixon cider? <laughs> I love Dixon cider. It's good stuff. I, re- I want to yeah. read real quick while we make a transition here. I want to read a couple of my. These are a couple of my favorite Facebook posts, and I, I wanted. Uh, I wanted our good friend Zach Shigley to do a really good um, <laughs> Facebook frowny faces for us yeah. this week, but as a member, as a employee of the U.S. government, yeah, yeah, he's not comfortable doing election stuff. So, oh, okay. much, so, much like the guy who won't retweet you, he just oh, feels he feels just uncomfortable. Yeah, so listen, he feels uncomfortable Zach, that uh, he Zach, doesn't want to associate Zach with you. Shealy is a um, is a hero. Oh yeah, for he, sure. He is a he is a. I'm not he, talking about Zach. He is a hero, and he's done his time with this show, and he's done his time with the with the as a member of. He's the, a retweeter. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. This, he'll, is he'll, not, yeah. this is not a comment about Zach. Yeah, I, just, I want to make I'm sure. I'm saying, not, you know, he's uh, Zach wants to make sure that he can keep his job and and keep his family going, and and similar to your situation. That, that's understandable, but so, he's he wants to stay away from election stuff because of his association with the U.S. government, which is totally understandable. Yeah, but yeah. if someone's complaining about. I had a cold for last week. And that, that, is, that is more than that's, happy to That's do. his wheelhouse. But I wanted to read you guys. And I only have a couple here. These are some of my favorite tweets from November 9th, or my favorite Facebook oh. posts from November 9th. <clears throat> this, is, this is good stuff. 
in this first one, I think I didn't really understand what white privilege was until I read this. Well, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I just canceled my monthly wine delivery in order to donate to NPR and Planned Parenthood. Fairness in media and women's rights are my new favorite, now tax-deductible, auto payment. I'll be getting my wine at local stores who offer a fair selection at a fair price. That is... Um, That's white privilege. I, I really think that is. And, and I think that they, they, they... You know, they could have made their point and not had anyone fucking mock and laugh at them if they just didn't mention the, the, the wine, wine of the month club. The wine of the month club. I am giving up my wine of the month club. That's like me going, I am not going to have my usual latte every day and I'm going to donate it to Planned Parenthood. I'm going iced coffee. It's like a $2 savings. It's a $2 savings. And that it's like, it's like, hey, do great. I'm glad you're doing what you think is right. Good for you. Don't, don't mention your, your frou-frou freaking you know, think about wine of the month club. Okay, like like, people, <laughs> like like my mother in law probably. Shit's not it. too fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. If you you get, don't don't gripe about nothing. Yeah. If, if you got wine of the month club, you don't get to. If wine. you got wine of the month club, then there's it's, things are going. That's over. like well, if, that's if okay. you didn't vote and you're standing in the middle of I twenty five and I can't drive by you. Fuck off. I I was I was hey listen I was complaining about people not retweeting my fucking columns earlier okay things aren't so bad right exactly so we're officially out I, of I I I I can understand that now, now. we've got problems yeah. now we have real problems yeah. uh, here's another one that I really loved <clears throat> my heart is so heavy as I pray for tomorrow pray for our nation and pray for the America in which my daughter will grow up the things I see and read make me want to be fearful. But I will not be afraid, Isaiah 41. Oh, well. I will continue to pray for whomever is elected. And I will put my trust not in a man or in a woman, but in God. That, that is contradictory and deep at the same time. It's awesome. I, yeah. will, I will put my dick in a man and a woman <laughs> and God. <laughs> That's what I'd like to say. And finally, and this is my favorite tweet from no, or Facebook post from November 9th. Yeah, don't say tweet because we no, know these, Facebook these is, are not the, tweets. These is, are, the, is the real Facebook cold. is the realm. Fuck you, stupid America. <laughs> Let the revolution begin. <laughs> it's awesome. Checkmate. Yeah. Um, that, I, and that came from a friend of ours, a mutual friend, who's who if he were, uh, if his last name's not Phoenix, but it could be. Because somebody else named Phoenix has the same first name as him. Um, I'll have to think about that. Um, yeah, I, hey, you know what? I'm glad you're having your revolution. It's awesome. I, you know, drain the swamp. I said today, I was like, the, I call them the Manhattan Hillbillies because they're just fucking clueless. And uh, they drain the swamp, but then they put in a cement pond and start shitting in it because they just they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. And uh, it, it, you, you got your revolution, awesome. But um, you you've signed on for a little more than you expected. I think there's gonna be some uh, there's gonna be some bumps in this road. I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah, there's gonna be some big bumps in this road. I think so. I mean, what do you think? Uh, what who we we talk about uh, uh, fringe groups of people and people you know vulnerable people who who do you think this this election is going to hurt the most? And I ask Scott this first. Who do I think is going to hurt the most? Yeah. Who is tr a Trump presidency going to hurt the most? It's going to hurt me and my wine uh, of the month I, club. I, I think it's going to hurt poor people the most. Absolutely. Minorities. 
right? I mean, I mean, this seems somewhat obvious. It, it's it it all it is is they just they put everyone in and they go, all right, everybody, turn on the money machine. Let's grab as much as we can and fuck everyone else. And then they 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 rob the country blind. There's another recession. And then somebody else has to dig him out of it. That's how it goes. But the poor the people are who elected him. Hey, that's then you know well, what? That's what's called. I, I fuck them. Yeah, that's, fuck them. That that's their fault. If that's, fuck you, the poor. Hey, if if that if that is truly what got him elected is like oh, poor, you know it poor is. white people. I mean, then at, what percentage suffer. of attendees at a typical monster truck rally voted Trump? Oh Jesus, seventy percent, hundred percent. I was going to go with ninety-seven, yeah, ninety-nine. Oh, so yeah. The black got, guy who was working in the back wasn't voting for no, him? No, maybe. Well, he might 30% of them did. did. Latinos voted a, a lot for him. Yeah. And it was like, dudes, you know he fucking hates you, right? And he, <laughs> he just wants you to work in his kitchen. That's it. He doesn't care about you otherwise. So right before the election, on November 5th and 6th, I worked a show called the Self-Reliance Expo. And it was held at uh, the National Western Complex. And I didn't know exactly what to expect from the self-reliance expo, but what it was, it was truthers, Ugh. trumpers, and <laughs> and doomsdayers, mm -hmm. and it was fascinating. It, it really was interesting. I, I luckily I did not have to spend both days there. I had to set up and break down, and I spent about eh, five hours total there. But everybody was a jack boot booted thug. Everybody. Um, there was a group there called the Vow Keepers, and they were committed to the Constitution, and they were a self-appointed army in defense of the Constitution, uniforms and everything, with names and badges, and like a paramilitary. Sounds like and fun dress-up. The booth beside me was called Infidel Tactical Gear. Wow. Infidel Tactical So those guys have just breathed gear. a huge sigh of relief, knowing that now they, they don't have. have to go to war. Oh, no, I must have. They must have. Because, and, and interestingly, that, that was the 5th and 6th. On the 7th, Trump spoke there in the same building that that event was held. So a lot of nuts busted at that show. That's, like, oh. th that's who got this guy elected, man. Oh yeah. You know what? Cool. God bless him. That's, well, you guys that's are, the right. You guys are studying up on your cyber, right? Trying to get ready for the Trump presidency, oh, trying to take dude. advantage of the opportunity. You know what? I got my kids all into the cyber. I said, listen, kids, nice. you got to learn the cyber. If you can get the cyber, you can get on young Barron's uh, internet security task force. Cause that's the, that's who's going to be, his son's going to be in charge of that for I internet, you know, piracy. Yeah, yeah. And I said, look, kids, get it, get Get in with the cyber. Makes Learn the cyber. Me. Get in there with him. Young Baron, you, you, you suck up to him. You'll be fine. You won't be taken to the camps like your, like your old man will. So I'm hey, totally confused. What's the cyber? You know, remember this? When they, they were talking about uh, cyber, they were talking about hacking and cybersecurity. And he was like, and this is one of the debates. And Trump's like, um, my, my son, young Baron, he's, he's really into the cyber. He loves the cyber. He's really good with the computers. <laughs> you know, the, you know, the computers, he's really good with the cyber. Oh, the cyber. Oh, have you seen the cyber? It's, it kept saying cyber. And it was like, it was very funny. So. On that note, there was an interesting, uh, uh, revelation on this American life this week, which was that the whole Hillary email thing came down to neither she nor anyone that worked for her having any fucking idea what they were doing. Oh, it's quite brilliant, though, if you think about it. So, you know, if the purpose was to elect Trump is to uh, FBI allegations connected to Anthony Weiner's dick pics. And mm -hmm. then all of America just threw up in their mouth and said, ah, fuck it.
I really, I really, they, I really hope they find out that that Russia was involved to getting Trump elected, and then they somehow reverse it. That would be the best thing. It's got to happen pretty quick, otherwise, uh, not going to go down. It's a done deal, John. Let's it's a done, it's deal. A done deal. I know. Let's take a quick break and uh, Broncos. Let, right. Let's come back and talk some sports. Broncos. Not only Broncos, but I want to talk a little Rockies too. We got a little Rockies stuff that's happened since the last time we uh, we uh, recorded some uh, that some black podcasts. Guy. Yeah, that black guy, Bud. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Yeah, welcome yep. to Denver, bud. Um, yeah. And that's another thing I got stolen. First thing, somebody was like, uh, Nick Groke was like, hey, I thought you'd be the first one to talk about, um, you know, buds and buds and stuff like that. And I was like, no. Nah. And then I made a joke about it. And then a little bit later, someone was talking about different strains of Bud Black. I was like, you thieving motherfuckers. You thieves. Someone of an obvious one. Ah, it is, obviously. So take a quick break. Be right back. guy like john and your lungs aren't working so well it's a really good idea to hop on a scooter from sportique scooters right there in the shadow of downtown not unlike uh Mutant information cafe in fact right down the road from there you'll find sportique scooters and the new gen z plug-in electric 2.0 scooter this the gen z is fantastic you guys i'm not shitting you i am addicted to riding this thing if you ride one you'll become addicted too i'm a crack dealer pushing sportique scooters right there at 160 south broadway visit that new superstore and tell them the south stand sent you sportique where scooters come from Is this a Brexit joke? This sounds weird. Is this the real version? I like the joke I saw on, on Twitter of um, someone was like, hey, it was Europe was saying, hey, we you know, we did Brexit, and the US was like, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> wait till I wait to see what I do. Um, it is fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts, man. It's fucking crazy. I cannot fucking believe. The other day, I was pouring my coffee, and I, I held the carafe in my hand, and I stared at the wall, and I was like, oh, my God. But if it were any other it's Republican, this happened. you wouldn't think that. It's, it's Because it's he's cyclical. not any other Republican. No, no. no. I he's mean, Donald fucking Trump. Ted, right. Ted Cruz is a fucking asshole, but if Ted Cruz was president... It would have you would have been like, well, he sucks, yeah. but it's it's getting better because he could be the next Supreme Court justice, Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the best part is that oh Ben Carson God. Ben Carson said, "Oh, I'm not going to head up any agencies. Uh, I don't want to be responsible for this. Well, I, I have no government I have experience." No experience. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, you were running for president. <laughs> what the fuck? What if you won? Well, hey, at least he took the high road on that one. I mean, oh. it's, uh, would you want to be in Trump's cabinet? You'd have to be a glutton for punishment. 
Oh, it'd be awesome. Oh, my God. Dude, you, <laughs> totally dude yeah, you you yeah. get to do whatever you want. He would never check on you. You do whatever you want. You could have like Caligula-style porn It would be an opportunity of a lifetime if I got a call tomorrow and said, hey, would you like to be Secretary of the Interior? That would I'd be, be like, fuck, that yeah. would be like That would be like being of told. Course. Of course that, I would. That would be like being told that James Merrillat is your program director. Oh, my God. No, you no, you would do it in a heartbeat. No, I would do it in yeah, you do it. You'd I don't like, care what the position is. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It like, doesn't matter. They'd be like uh, Secretary of Defense. You'd be like, but, fuck yep. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm on it. Me, I'll do it. Me, like, I want to be Secretary of Class. I've I played a little Call of Duty. I, I I watched those videos. I know how it goes. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. Hey, let's talk a little sports real I mean, quick. Real quick, yeah, a little go gossip. I got a little yeah, gossip for gossip. you. So uh, yeah. I'm hearing that uh, Mile High Sports may be sold. Ooh. So we'll keep an eye on that story. Not a whole lot more to report at this point, but magazine, radio station, the whole bit. Um, I'm hearing uh, f- from the grapevine. It looks like Mile High Sports may be sold. So our, our good buddy James <laughs> Merrillat would uh, would walk away from that. God only knows what he'd do, uh, but uh, that's what I'm hearing. Pile of cash. I would imagine. I'm, I was speculating about that, like how much cash. I don't know. So you got to be some. Got to be some cash. We'll start the bidding. We can pull some money together. I don't want to own. My, I don't want to own. My well, house. you can make it really. Eric good. Goodman. You can make it great again. I would no. I, you know what I do is I would um I would Les buy Shapiro it. I'd buy there. it and I'd fire Eric Goodman and Les Shapiro <laughs> That's and I and I'd and then film sell it. it. I'd film it and I would I would just be like, you assholes are out. Get your shit and get the <laughs> fuck out. And I'd film it, and we'd we'd put that up on the website. It'd be the first thing. It'd make, and make Reno boss yeah. of everybody. Yep. Well, that's worth the purchase right there. Yeah, it'd be well worth it. Yeah. Get the fuck out, assholes. And and you have to eat ribs while you're recording your show. That's <laughs> it. That's the rule. Yeah. Because right now you're not even allowed to bring a cup of coffee in there. It's you and I experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to eat ribs and drink a, from a two liter bottle of Pepsi. We put some time in there, Colin. We did some. We did some good stuff. We Those had, fantasy shows were awesome. They were really good. good. You know, they. That's the thing is why doesn't there's no fantasy show on the I, well Cecil does his show right Cecil does his show yeah on Wednesday night yeah and I mean that's I just I consider him the the stand. Standard, but I'm saying like there's no other fantasy show like why isn't there a oh, fantasy when Cecil show? gets it wrong I'm so fucked because he's <laughs> like my he's my guy that's like I, I just pretty much I'm a football guys guy so when football guys fucks up um, I'm, I'm universally fucked across I, but, my life but here, here's the thing about fantasy is that what I've discovered is that um, I, I I listen to what they say I I I, you, and does, then you look at the who, names and go, I like that. Well, I no, like that. It doesn't matter who it is because there's people who are could be wildly you know, right. They could be wildly wrong. I just think of what the situation is and what they're describing. And if I go, that makes sense to me. They go, hey, this team is terrible against tight ends. And um, this tight end is is you know good for this many targets a week. And I go, huh, that makes sense. Cool. All right. I think I'm going to go with that. I put it all together. I don't really care who's saying it. I have to take the information and absorb it as far as like and process it and say, yes, I agree with this. I just don't have someone go, oh, Jay Cutler's Jay Cutler's the one. You, you got you to play Jay Cutler because everybody said, play Jay Cutler. And, and fucking, I did. I got eight points. You can't. Yeah, but it just that never rang true in my head. I never went. Jay Cutler. And I was like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, w- I'm gonna wait to see what happens. Well, we've with seen that. him play before, Jay Cutler. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where you go through the process. I think if you just listen to someone blindly, it's just, it's just not very safe. Is there a Bronco you feel good about playing in either daily or weekly fantasy? I mean, uh, I played Demarius quite. I played Demarius feel last okay two weeks. About Demarius, but he, uh. he, did, he had a pretty good game last week. But I haven't touched Sanders in weeks because just he's just it's not inconsistent. Getting it. Yeah, and um, I just think I don't think Booker. 
Booker's uh, uh, not very good just because the offensive line's so terrible. McManus so a, is solid. This is a great True. stepping off point. I mean, t- talk to me, John. I mean, Trevor Simeon versus uh, the uncertainty of Paxton Lynch. I, I mean, are either of them capable of of taking the Broncos to the playoffs? Where are we at here? I, you know, we were all like, ah, Trevor Simeon sucks, and I don't think he's very good, but. I do think that the offensive line is so bad. And and you get people go, oh, well, you know, so-and-so played pretty well, blah, blah. It's like, no, overall, they're terrible. He got hammered in that game. And the Saints don't oh, have Oh, he a, got abused. He got abused. And the Saints don't have a very good defense. And he got roughed up. And, like, he's already got that bad shoulder. And he got he got trashed. They said that, at this point, he wouldn't be able to play because he's, he's so sore. Um, so, he's, luckily, he's got the week off. He is not he is not terrible, I think we've, we've said before. Um, but he can't improvise at all. And so if he doesn't have a clean pocket and he doesn't have it right in front of him, he's not going to do very well. Um, I know that's that's obviously not ideal situation for any team, but uh, you know, you're going to have to play with some sort of you know problem. But um, I don't think he's as awful as we've been thinking the last couple of weeks, but there's just that thing where like, and um, Jake Marson kept saying it. He kept saying, I'd say, why is he throwing it? And there's two guys hanging on the guy's back. He's like, that's how it's designed. And I was like, why can't he improvise? That's my problem with him. Why can't he improvise? Why can't he go, oh, that guy's got two defenders hanging on him. Let me take a look over here. He can't do that. I think it's that. because he's got Kubiak in his, in his head. That's probably part of it, too. Well, he doesn't have much options either. He can't. I'm sure he doesn't have much uh, ability to audible and so forth and do that like like Manning did. And that's, uh, I mean, Manning sucked last year, and that line sucked last year, but at least he could audible out of really True. bad stuff. He knew it was coming. I thought he did, or maybe Breeze did, but, um, I, yeah, there's just not a lot of improv- improvisation with them, and um, th- that's, a, that's a huge problem. So unless the offensive line gets gets healthy, I don't know if they're even hurt. I think they're just. I think they just suck. They're just. Well, terrible. they suck last year too. I mean, yeah. this so, isn't anything new. So let's say this team goes one and done in the playoffs. I mean, I think they are a playoff team. I think we can all agree. More and they're than probably likely. a one and done playoff team. So if they are, where do you guys stand on on Romo? Because I think it would make a lot of sense. And let me just state my case briefly. The plan with Peyton Manning was that. Brock Eisweiler would play two or three seasons behind him, and then he would emerge. And obviously, that whole thing got blown up. Eisweiler got traded. That idea of this, left. of he this, left. of the, he left. That's yes. right, of his own free will because mm-hmm. we didn't offer him enough money. Um, but because we didn't sign him the year before, which yeah, I've I said don't before, think it was the money. Um, he's but, bad, dude. He's bad. He like and he's th- been terrible. He, he threw for like ninety eight yards yeah, the, other, the other day. It's bad, but. The repeat the idea, bring Romo in for two seasons and have Paxton Lynch in the wings. Obviously, Romo's going to get hurt. He's going to miss games. Call it five games a year. You're still getting 10 games, 11 games out of him. And Paxton Lynch is a capable and ready backup okay. to come I, off I don't, the bench. One, I don't think you can win like that. Because if you know someone's get, if someone's going to get hurt and then the other guy's going to come in who's inexperienced... That's, the Broncos they, won like that with Manning. <laughs> they need somebody who's going who's gonna to get in there and have some have some sustained play so he can get... Somebody like Paxton Lynch needs to start and play and get used to it 
and and move on. He's a first round pick. He he should he should be let him play. He should be ready to go next year. He should be ready to go next year. Let him play now. As far as I'm it, concerned, it, 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 that might be the case. I I think Romo is a is a far better quarterback than what the public gives him credit. I think for. he's a better quarterback than Peyton Manning. I think he's a very good quarterback. Um, he still had a career threatening injury behind the best offensive line in football this year. Um, he's he's super um, he's super injury prone. He's gonna get he'd get killed behind this line as you and I talked about. He'd get literally killed behind the with this offensive line. They would hammer him and he'd be done. He they he's thought, a lot more mobile than than Trevor Simeon is probably. Um, it sounds great, but at this point. It'd be great if he was here now. That's what I was If he was here now, it'd be great. But but as far as next year goes, Paxton Lynch better be starting, and he better be the guy. If you look at, like, Dak Prescott. I'm afraid he's too stupid. I, I he might do. he might be Dak Prescott is doing is doing very Dak good. Prescott is the man. He's doing good. He had a, he had a very good game the other day, but before that he was sliding a little bit. He's also playing, as I said, behind one of the best offensive lines in football. He's he's getting well protected. Trevor mm-hmm. Simeon playing a, a, behind that line, I think would would probably be playing better than Dak Prescott. So he's got that benefit to learn. He'll he'll be good. He'll be good going forward because now he's got the experience. Uh, Well, now, if you honestly believe that, that behind the same line, Simeon would be playing better than Prescott, then we can trade Paxton Lynch because Simeon's our starter. Well, I I, I say he's be playing better, but Prescott can probably run. He can run, and he's more mobile. He's way better arm. Far better better mobile than Trevor Simeon. And downfield. Okay, maybe not better. He'd be playing just as well. He'd be playing playing better than he is now. That's the point. He's he'd be playing way better than he is now because he would not be getting hammered all the Any time. Any quarterback would. Absolutely. Um Simeon is obviously a stopgap, but you are our, our aforementioned good friend Snyder, he always says, Hey, if you draft someone you draft someone in the first round, play them. They gotta be playing. Uh, there's no the whole idea that, oh, um, you know, let him develop. Don't shatter his fragile ego, whatever that may be. No, he's a first round pick. Get him in there. But then again, you get the um I'm trying to think, is it um who who's the quarterback for the which car is the quarterback for the Raiders? Derek? Derek. Okay, yeah. David played for the Texans. Got hammered. Just got hammered because it was a bad offensive line. Never never recovered. Never was a never but was perhaps a perhaps he would have never been good. He but who knows? Maybe. But but he was certainly his confidence was shattered by the fact that he, he got drilled all the time. They're probably saving him from that and they're gonna wait till next year. Then they can they can they can uh, get some people through free agency. They can draft some people, they can get that line better because right now it's just fucking awful. And they're not going anywhere. Well they said the, the same thing last year too. It's no better. It's it's better it was better get last a, year. Get the kid in there. Get get him to play. I agree. I agree. Well, let's just I go, disagree go as Lynch. far as right now goes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and 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 they've lost three games. I mean, they're seven and three. Well, yeah, you're not, yeah, you're yeah. Gonna, you can't. Yeah, you, you can't. You, you can't, can't get them in there now. now. You're not going to the Super Bowl with Simeon, so why bother? They, I mean, who but knows? They, but they're not. Um, they're going to wait for Lynch, and next year they're going to they'll put him in full time. At least they should. They should definitely. They definitely should. Um, I did want to say that what an awesome ending to that game. I just kind of. I assumed they were going to lose anyway, and so the fact that they were in it that close, and I thought. Because when the Saints, if the Saints kicked the the extra point, would they have been up a one po- point? Well, they went up one point, so mm-hmm. the Broncos would have been down. They still would have had to go and try to kick a field goal. Um, what was great was, is you know you they kept looking at it and everyone's like, oh, he's out of bounds, he's out of bounds, and I thought he was out of bounds, but there was a sideline view of a cameraman that was down on right on the line, 
and I don't know if you saw this footage, and you watch it, and right where he steps out, it is so close. It could. It's like usually you go, oh, yeah, he kind of stepped out, or no, he didn't. It is literally right on the line. Like he is, if he's if he's over, it's like a, it's like this tiny like Which centimeter. Which was stupid because there's no one near him. Like he didn't have to go. That he didn't close. have to. It was yeah, weird when he did that. Close. He kind of moved over too far. But yeah. the point is, is that he probably didn't step out of bounds, and that's why it didn't get overturned because it was that goddamn close. It he you is can right see on like that the, line. It's, it's like the ball of his foot. Is on green. Yes, but the heel of his foot is kicked over into the white. No, it's like the the right the the top of the foot right as it comes off the toes. That little part is probably is probably just touching it. If you had an HD camera and were able to focus in on that spot, you could probably go, okay, it's over by just a millimeter. That's about as close as it was. If he's probably out, but it's so damn close they couldn't over. So if they it. called him out. He would have been out. If he called him out, he would have been out. Yeah. But they did not call him out, which is surprising. You know, and it's interesting, too, as, as uh, this goes on uh, for replay, they let plays go more and more often. Like yeah. uh, uh, Seattle uh, Patriots, uh, there was this uh, play when Edelman was pretty much held up. I mean, you could have called that play dead, and then someone came in and stripped it from him, and then they just let the play go. Yeah. And they, they almost feel like they shouldn't be making a call because they could make the wrong call. You know what I mean? Oh, the officiating uh, so up and down. It's terrible. They, I understand it's but they're, fast. They're not but taking stands. You know, like, um, you know, if it's close, they're letting it go. And then you can't overturn it. Then you can't because, take it back, uh, yeah. F- you can't tell on video. just seems like it, it's good for football, I guess, that more plays are happening instead of, uh, you know. Well, it worked out for the Broncos. And speaking of good for football, this last weekend was great for the NFL. Yes. A lot of great games. Uh, the primetime stuff went down to the wire. Um, and post-election, ratings bounced back. I think the NFL is going to be just I heard. Fine. I heard that the ratings are always bad during an election year. And, and it could be because of the political ads. Because people are like, I don't want to sit through this. Which is why Red Zone is even more important. Because there's no political ads and you can just sit there and just soak And that's the up. bitch about an 11 o'clock Broncos game. Is that you don't get your nine game two hours of or three hours of of red zone before the broncos play yeah because that's like, when most of the games yeah, are. yeah. The, the afternoon red zone is, is two or three games it's not you don't need red zone for that you know this is the perfect time zone for football it is it's it absolutely it's beautiful. is and our friend Lindsay jones at usa today feels the same way i tweeted that once and she said absolutely agree 11 o'clock Two o'clock and six o'clock. Oh, it's great! It's yeah, eleven o'clock is, is awesome time for football because you have already, to get something done. You've already gotten up. You've gotten you've gotten breakfast going. You've done done a few things. You can you know kind of take it easy. Um, if you've got a honeydew, you can get it done yep, before absolutely. eleven o'clock. That's great. Um, yeah, I'm glad there was good games. I was getting concerned that there was gonna gonna keep sucking. Uh, speaking of keep sucking, uh, the Rockies finally got their got their man Bud Black. And are you excited about it? Yeah, I mean, it's great. I'm excited because Zach Fogg's excited. If and Z- if he's excited, I'm excited. If Zach Fogg's excited, then I'm excited. A lot of people I follow that know baseball really well were were pretty excited about it. They I, were like, "Holy shit, they made the right hire." I think they what the you know and man that press conference was bad though. I didn't. Oh see my it. god, it was horrible. Bad. It was horrible. They have no idea what they're doing when it comes to that. Yeah, they're not very careful. No, there was no fucking show. There was no steak and no sizzle. And <laughs> and 
Uh, yeah, Breitich was just like, and then Bud Black. Bud like, Black. Bring Charlie, bring Charlie Monford out to spice this up, guys. But the name Bud Black alone. I mean, Bud it's, Black. It's now, what a great name. Now he's been around forever. Um, but he was, he and was, he's one nowhere, right? No, no, no. He was the manager of the Padres for a long time. He was the manager of the Padres when the, when the Rockies played him against that play in game, when Matt holiday, um, definitely touched home plate. So th- the Padres were pretty good. Then they were, they were fairly decent because they were contending for that, for that, um, that wild card spot. Um, I think he did okay with them. The main thing is, is that they went outside the organization. They didn't hire some fucking dude that uh, that's been hanging around for a while. They actually went and got somebody else. Um, he's a big he's a big pitchers guy. He's really into the pitching. Uh, he's into the cyber, the cyber and the pitching. He's really that's into nice. the cyber too. Yeah, gotta be and, into the yeah, cyber. gotta be into the cyber. And uh, so so ideally, you know, that's where they really need to improve. So hopefully, he can get some. Um, he can get some uh, relief pitchers that won't fucking set fire to the place. And the Rockies have declared they're going to spend the most money they've ever spent. Really? Which is... Uh, That's what uh, the following day after the Bud Black hire, um, in an interview, Dick Monfort said... Well, he was looking at the salaries. We are going to break our record for salary this coming year. And they do escalate next year. There is inflation. All that does. Well, and, and as you pointed out, Scott, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Cubs and how much they spent and how much the Dodgers spent, you got to spend a little money. You got to spend a little money to make, make some uh, hay. You, you in have the to. There's, there, there still will be about $100 million short of the Dodgers' salary. That's, you know. Well, get spend get get within 50 million of them and i think we'll be talking so um they're looking at they uh, mark melanson who i didn't who i didn't think was he's from here i think i think he's from here but um, in a trump america in a trump america monfort's being cattle guys well look are they going to make more money and be able to invest it more into the rockies well listen trump's america people are going to eat more beef right yeah they're going to eat more beef they're going to want to fucking vegans can fuck themselves. Uh, vegans can fuck off in Trump's America. And uh, so the Monforts were like, hey, we're going to make a ton of money in this next four years. Let's spend some money in the Rockies and then we'll we'll, we'll make some. Hey, listen, all they need to do get get a manager who knows what the fuck he's doing. Um, Check. Get get some middle relief that that doesn't burn the place down every night and um, spend spend a little money somewhere else and they, they can contend. Then they'll make the fucking playoffs. You'll make your money back right there. Guaranteed. So it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. So it's good stuff. Um, what else? Let's get out of here. Let everybody, we've had a good time. This is this is a this was a good show. It's we been got, cathartic. It was I mean, cathartic. I've, I've been wanting to talk to some like minded fellas and uh, you know, the election has everybody down, but I feel the worm is turning and uh Everybody's starting to focus on what you know. Matters. You know what the election felt like to me. Like if if Trump Clinton were an NFL game, that would have been my eliminator pick. Like I was so sure you would have getting bounced from that. Yeah, yeah, I would have been bounced. Yeah, for, absolutely for, for sure. Just did not see that one coming. Nobody at did. all. Nobody. It's did. amazing. Nobody did except some professor somewhere. Yeah, somebody did. Um, my best, my best thing. I think we talked this before. Is that uh, I say this around uh, around our house? We do this all the time. And when they asked Trump early on, like you know, what what's your what's your favorite Bible passages? And he was like, all of them, all of them, <laughs> especially the best ones. Yeah. So so anytime anytime we always we say to them, I say to my kids, I'm like, oh, what's your what's your favorite Marvel character? And they're like, all of them, all of them, all of them. And so that's that's the way to answer. Just say all of them. So um, let's get out of here. Um, let's see about uh, let's maybe get some guests. I know that. Um, Adam Caton Holland just got married, and he was going to come on the show. I think he went on his honeymoon, so I'm going to check in on him. 
See if he can come in. He's got to talk about his uh, buddy of mine was at that wedding. Oh, really? Yeah, the Jared, Jared, dude. Oh, okay. My buddy. Um, and uh, quite lovely. It was I, held at the Mercury Cafe. Oh, cool. And uh, and I'm sure you know, we can because uh, his his hit show, those who can, is uh, really excellent. So maybe we'll get him in. I'll check on him. We'll get somebody in here pretty soon to to uh, chat with us. But I like these shows. These are good shows. We we uh, I like talking with you guys. Um, and just to be clear, hey. You don't have to retweet me. Don't don't feel like people out there. You have to retweet me. But if you're using my fucking lines, you're using my fucking sayings. You goddamn better be reading those columns that they come from. That's all I'm saying. Okay. It's about respect. It's it's about goddamn respect. Yeah. So uh, let's hit it, fellas. Uh, good show. Until next time. Adios. We love you, Denver! Five dog, I know you on a one and twos. Give me that when we're there. That's the one Five dog, I know you want a one and twos. Give me a zoo zoo and do exactly what you do. Try call quest. You see them back with one You can call me Don Juice, I'm the sh right now What you need to see proof? Recently on the internet they chatting Taking both debating who can win in battle rapping Let's make it happen, these cyberpunks already part No subliminals with me, you know who the f*** you are Who wants more? Ha ha, well here are Orthodox fitter or ring on a south bar No doubt I'ma set it, set it Dude's best be ready off top On the spot, no reading from your wack Where we leave the iPhones home Skill sets must be shown, I'ma show you the real meaning of the